Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hi, this is Bitch Slap. I'm Rachel Fisher. I'm Desi Jettikin. And this is episode seven, My Way, Melrose Place. Yeah. Season one. I did that all backwards. So up top, we should probably mention that we had a few listeners reach out to us to say that this episode is actually episode six. Right. So I did some digging and on Paramount Plus, My Way is listed as episode seven as it is when you Google Melrose Place episodes and they like list them in order. Yeah. This is episode seven. But then I looked closer and it said My Way episode seven released like August 12th, and then episode 6th released August 19th. Right. So someone's wrong. And you know what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Because this show is like standalone episodes almost. But it does make sense because last week I was like, it's weird they didn't even bring up the pregnancy uh, in episode 6 after we had that big storyline in 5. And in episode or whatever, my way, it is a it is a feature of the plot. Right. Although, although no, it doesn't really matter. Although knowing how this show goes, I was telling Desi that the first like three quarters of the first season of Melrose Place, or the first half maybe, is really an episodic show. Yeah. It's very sitcom almost not not I'm not just talking about the moments we've pointed out, but just the style of it. It's this, like an A story, a B story. <laughs> Like, and and everything's sort of wrapped up in a bow at the end. Yes. at the end of each episode, there's very few continuity storylines happening. So if we mix up if episode if these two episodes get mixed up, it doesn't matter. It, it's not that consequential. But we did look into that after some people pointed that out. But today we are going to be talking about my way. Let's get started. This is a Sandy episode. I was going to say, these are both Sandy episodes. It's shocking. She gets two big episodes in a row, and she hasn't had one. She's just a lurker and a shooter's girl yeah. up to this point. <laughs> <laughs> it opens with Sandy screaming because she's at an audition, and she's reading for this part. She's a terrible actress, mm. at least in this audition. And you're thinking, I mean, she even admits after the fact that it went terrible. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm glad that she at least admitted that. Yeah. Because she did not do a good job, in my opinion. Back at the complex, Allison is washing dishes in a beaded cardigan. Yeah. Billy is shirtless (laughs) in his red... He wears these red plaid boxers every day, I think. Look, let's just assume he has 20 pairs. (laughs) They're not the same ones. He's a big fan of these. He must get the 20-pack of just the red, not even a variety pack. Mm. He wants this color. He, like, waltzes into the kitchen while Allison's doing dishes, and, of course, she's, like, in a, Billy, oh, you finally came home last night. And he's, like, sorry. And he's, like, stressed out because his paper... The local paper he was writing a column for, it went under. That storyline's done. They had one, he had one column that we know of. Right. (laughs) Right. He had one column. We don't even know if they published the one he was writing about Michael Mancini being a father. (laughs) He's out of a job now. Allison said she woke up early to clean. Very Allison move. Passive aggressive. 
And she, <laughs> yeah. And this is like before her work day. Yes. We also find out that Allison reads L and LA style. Was LA style a magazine? I have no idea. It sounds made up to me. Yeah. But I was like, Allison doesn't read L. I'm sorry. <laughs> I th- yeah, I don't think Allison is an L reader. I think she's a m- maybe she's a Mirabella reader. She also seems like she could still be reading Seventeen. Yes, even though she's in her early twenties. Yeah, because <laughs> that Seventeen then was definitely her aesthetic. I think. Yeah, yeah, she might read Seventeen. That's a good call. Yeah. Um, she might also read Red Book, even though she's like in her early 20s. Yeah. She's either reading something way too old for her or way too young for her. But LA style, I don't think that exists, but she doesn't even have that. So I don't know what she's reading it for, the articles. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what she's reading that for. So she, Billy is looking around the apartment for a short story that he wrote down on a cocktail oh, napkin. God. What's what could he possibly have written on a cocktail napkin? Those are so small, <laughs> and he's like freaking out. And Allison's like, "Billy, I probably threw it away. Yeah, I thought it was garbage. It looked like doodles, and it probably was garbage." <laughs> Allison, <laughs> he's furious at her. Then the phone rings, and we hear Billy's mom leave a message on the answering machine. And she's she's speaking in like a British accent. What is this accent that the mom has? I don't quite know what it is. It's like Billy Darling. It's like fancy old rich lady accent. It's like mid Atlantic. <laughs> maybe maybe that's what it is. She's expecting Billy and Allison to come over for dinner at their condo in Palm Springs this weekend because Billy's dad is turning sixty and they're having a birthday party. Yeah, and Allison's like Billy. I didn't know, agree to that. But she keeps agreeing the whole episode. <laughs> she says yes. Love that they act like a married couple. They're not married or fucking. No. Just all the bad parts of a start, like a TV marriage. Yeah, like they hate each yeah. other. <laughs> Next, we see Jane and Michael setting up a crib. And this is a very comical episode for Michael. This is so out of pocket for what Michael becomes. Yeah. That it's wild to see because he's comically uh, goofy and like uncoordinated. Yeah. (laughs) Like every, because they're like moving a dresser to put a crib in for the baby. And I've never seen two people move a dresser in like a more awkward and inconceivable way in my life. Like it's literally scooting a piece of furniture. And if it's too heavy, you take the drawers out. All of us know how to scooch a a piece of furniture over. It's like, they've never done it before. This is crazy because he gets injured in a way. I don't even know how he managed to do this. Oh, when, when she was like, we need to go to the hospital. I was like, wait, what? (laughs) Like I thought he just hit his shin bone or something like it escalated so quickly and he's a doctor. Shouldn't he be able to like assess? Well, I texted you. I was like, this is like the level of his awkwardness in these, in this uh, episode. It's like infomercial level right where even the most simple task is like he doesn't know how to do it he's like an alien in a new world or something like he michael severely injures himself moving this dresser and jane yeah immediately she doesn't even take a look at it she just goes let's go to the hospital that's so unrealistic especially in your early 30 i'm sorry early 20s you're never thinking we need to go to the hospital and doctor you're like can we get away without going do you know what i mean like usually Uh, i still think that way (laughs) yeah not going to the it's we live in America it's like very expensive to go to the hospital yeah you're you're like I've sat with a finger bleeding I'm like do I really need stitches <laughs> it's like I'm trying to assess if it's necessary like yeah so I just don't buy that they would immediately I mean maybe it's different because he's a doctor and they have freebies or something yeah. I have no idea I don't know but, but it didn't s- seem like it didn't seem hospital level to me even if it was free healthcare, it's still a pain in the ass absolutely to, to go to the hospital but she's like very adamant on going at D&D, Billy drops off a bouquet of flowers at Allison's desk, and she, of course, is skeptical. She's like, either you want something or you've done something. Mm, and both. He's, <laughs> both. And he's like, no, I just, uh, I just thought you'd yeah. have a nice day. And it's, she's like, I thought you'd like roses. And she's like, Billy, these are carnations. 
once again, a comically dumb mistake for anybody to make. Like you don't know. First of all, you have to say what you want when you order. I think he just went to the Did grocery, he just go to the grocery store. store, but they're still I, labeled. Even the doesn't, I, I find it hard to believe that the most basic flower in the world is a rose. Every man has to at least know that flower, right? <laughs> like, yeah, it's just wild. So she's, he's like, you want to come to, oh, I guess this is where he tells her about Palm Springs. Oh, right. I guess she didn't hear the voicemail. So yeah, but this is where she's like, Billy. Yeah. He invites her to Palm Springs. And he makes it like a thing. My sisters are going to... It's like a, a whole thing. A lot of people will be there. Like, it won't be awkward. We'll just slip into the fold. Yes. It's like a big party for my dad's 60th birthday. But he still doesn't explain why he needs her there, really. No. He just really wants her to go. Yeah. And she reluctantly agrees. At Shooter's that night, Sandy is serving drinks. And of course, Jake is there. And she's telling him, she's like, acting's not going that great, Jake. <laughs> and I, in this moment, I was like, I'm glad she at least acknowledged that that was a really bad audition. And Sandy, she faces something that I think a lot of people face when they come to Hollywood, thinking that you have something special and realizing there's a million other pretty blondes there or whatever. Uh, do you know what I mean? It's this cold realization, I think, for people. Yeah, or even if you do have something special that you're not going to get cast necessarily because you're special. You might get cast because of like a nepotism thing. Yeah. There's a lot going against you. Uh, so she's coming to terms with this fact. Of course they flirt cause they always flirt. There's always so much sexual tension between Sandy and Jake. Rhonda shows up and Sandy asks Rhonda, she's like, did I get any messages? Because she's waiting for right. the, her agent to call to see if she got the part or the casting director or whatever. And Rhonda lets her know, yes, somebody called. Sandy, you got the part. She tries to fake her out initially. She does. Uh, and then, yeah, she's got the part. So this turns into a little mini celebration at Shooters. Yeah. The place to go That's the- for every special event. <laughs> it's the only place they know in LA. <laughs> Billy and Allison arrive in Palm Springs at his parents' condo. And as they're walking up to the door, Billy breaks the news to Allison that it's just going to be Allison and his parents. Like, it's just going to be the four of them. And oh, by the way, I also said you're my girlfriend. Now, <laughs> Allison does her shocked Allison face. She's like, oh, Billy. We got to tell them. We, we, I can't lie. <laughs> yeah. She can't lie. She can't lie. I, in this situation, I think it would be more awkward to tell the truth. And I would just try to be vague. Yeah. Kind of. That would be my solution. Yeah. Just like, don't bring it up. Don't bring it up. Like not lie in an in an obvious or in like like aggressive way. I would just right. be like low key, like yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like I wouldn't ever bring up the topic. Yeah, or, we do live together. Yeah, I so don't know. Billy's mom answers the door. She's wearing an incredible wig. That was a wig, right? <sighs> I guess it's it's hard to say. It it's was, very frosted. It was very frosted. <laughs> His parents just didn't seem like Billy's parents to me. I don't know why. No, not his, at all. They don't match him at all. But both of them had those weird mid-Atlantic accents too. Yeah. Like they both sounded like they were starring in a movie from the 40s. They're, it's like you're from the Valley. Why are they talking like that? Where are these accents from? Yeah. And no, Billy was, doesn't fucking talk like that. He doesn't, they don't even look like him. No, they don't even look like him, which is like whatever. But there's also no personality traits in common. Nothing. nothing. It was... So bizarre. Um, back at the complex, of course, Rhonda is blasting music. She's probably dancing, but she's off screen. Okay. I, this is the episode where I was like, maybe Rhonda is a bad friend. Whoa. Because <laughs> she keeps doing things that I find to be a little crazy. First of all, you can't be blasting music when you have a roommate who's doing something. Like, doesn't she have headphones? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like... I'm definitely on Sandy's side here complaining about the music. Uh, it was a little loud. It's very loud, and I'm sure it's fine and under normal circumstances, but Sandy, you know, she's trying to memorize her script, which I'm sure is hard for Sandy, even if it's only eight lines or whatever it it's was. It's eight lines and three screams. <laughs> yeah. That's what she has to memorize. But she's obviously stressed because, like, 
I don't know. The timeline of this is so funny because Sandy is shooting like the next day. It just would never happen this way. No. But obviously everything is very escalated in this, sh- in this show. Yeah. So Sandy and Rhonda talk and Sandy tells Rhonda, her, my secret fantasy is to go to my high school reunion famous. Classic fantasy. It's a, and Rhonda points it out. She's like, everyone has that fantasy. Yeah. That's what Famous we all want. or rich or, or have hot. a hot husband or whatever. Like, right. At the Palm Springs condo, like Billy and his parents and Allison are gathered in the kitchen. They're blending something thick and creamy. What was that? I don't really know because I feel like blending drinks, <laughs> whatever, maybe it wasn't a drink, seems like a more like later 90s thing, like when people started having smoothies and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like what 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 would they be blending? Um, Milkshakes? I don't know. I thought it was like, are they making a blue cheese dressing in the blender? It looked like they were making dip because the stuff that they had out was like savory appetizers. Oh, maybe they were making a dip. I've just never made a dip that way. I just wanted an explanation of what was in that blender. I need an explanation for everything about those parents. (laughs) How rich are they too? They have a condo in Palm Springs. They have a houseboat and they have a house in the valley. I know. And they literally just own a furniture store. Like one. It's not even a franchise. Which you can't, you're not millionaires if you own a furniture store in the Valley. But Do you know what I mean? live like, like that. Maybe the mom comes from mid-Atlantic money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they're fancy. The, they're so happy to meet Allison. Billy, we also learn that at this point, Billy told his parents that he met Allison at a literary agency when she read his script. I, I'm so happy that the sort of writing career finally drops out of Billy's life at some point. <laughs> yeah. It just seems so, it's such a, it's like, he's not, he doesn't seem like he's a good writer or he even has any discipline in that field to get something accomplished. He's the kind of person who it doesn't seem like he has a passion for anything other than being a famous writer. Yeah, exactly. He likes the idea of being a famous writer, but it's not easy. Uh, and he doesn't get that. No. So Allison is like, Billy, can I talk to you for a minute? And she pulls him aside and she's like, Billy? Yeah. This is absolutely humiliating. I'm going back in there to tell them the truth because she doesn't want to lie. This I was like the literary agent thing like that I'd just blow over easy. The girlfriend thing would bug me way more. Yeah, like, and Billy, um, Billy tells her why he needs to lie. He's like, the last year my dad told me that I had to be a partner at Campbell and Sons, and I said no, and he was devastated. So I need you to lie because I need to make it look like I'm doing something with my life in Los Angeles. Um. I wrote that this dinner scene was like a Grey Poupon commercial. Totally. Because they had like classical music playing. Right. And it was like silver. <laughs> like it was such a fancy table set. But they were outside. It was so weird though. Like it they, just seemed like a little too fancy. They were outside on one of those like glass pebbled co- like patio tables. Yes. But it was like very uptight dinner. Yes. It was very weird. Um. And so Billy needs to like lie so his dad thinks he's doing something with his life. He wants to show his parents that he made the right choice by rejecting his right. dad and wor- working in the family business. And Allison's, Allison's like, I think we should just leave. I agree. I mean, that, although that is very dramatic. That's, very that's another rude. thing you have to explain. Yes. But of course, she relents and agrees to his charade at dinner. And then Billy's mom starts talking about how she has a gift for sauces. She's like, what the hell was that about? That, this conversation <laughs> was so weird. She's like, I have a gift for sauces. Is that maybe what was in the blender? Maybe it was an Alfredo <laughs> sauce. I feel like they cut some important dialogue right. that connected the blender with the sauces, maybe. There was some sauce stuff happening in this episode that we didn't get enough information on. That is an incredibly um, perverted line from Billy's mom. I have a in, gift in my, for sauces. <laughs> in my opinion. It's really perverted. She had a little too much Chablis and <laughs> was this revealing something. Um, Billy's dad then talks about how talents pass on through the generations and that Billy 
has a talent for sales. He is a very gifted Hmm. salesman. I mean, I do feel like Billy is fast on his feet in situations that are meaningless. Yeah. Because we've seen that from him. And he's charming. He's charming, which is definitely part of sales. So, yeah. I mean, clearly the dad... This is a classic sitcom storyline. The dad just wants him to be in the family business. He already named it Campbell's and Sons. Yeah. He's fucking with his whole business if he doesn't join. And he only has one son. Right. (laughs) His daughters. They can't be in the business. Yeah. And... Then Billy's dad says, Allison, in your professional opinion, how long before Billy makes a living as a writer? And he goes, two, three months? I mean, the dad's expectations are so stupid. It should be very easy for any of them to just say, no, that's not how it works. And no one knows, right? And Allison's kind of like, oh, he just needs a break. And he's like, and she's like, it could be a year. Which, that's also insane. Yeah. It's probably 10 years. With Billy's talent, it's, <laughs> it's never. <laughs> we don't think Billy's ever going to make it as a writer. And Billy's like, I don't want to talk about this right now. Yeah. He's like, let's just talk about something else. I agree. Let's take a break here. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. That night at the complex, Sandy is wearing a sexy black dress that, of course, belongs to Rhonda because she's going to a party in the Hollywood Hills with the casting director. Now, when this storyline began, or this like part of her storyline began, I'm like, oh, this is going in, in a certain direction. Oh, yeah. It did not go there, and I was shocked. What direction did you think? I was like, oh, Sandy's going to get hit on by the casting director and that's why she got cast in the part. Like he's going right. to sexually assault her at the party. Ooh. Similar to like Allison at the D&D party. Yeah. It didn't yeah. happen. That's not what this storyline was about. Well, yeah. No. There's a knock at the door and Sandy's like, I'm not ready yet. I'm not, I, I need more time. Also, I love that Rhonda doesn't want her to wear the dress and she's like, I've only worn it once. I don't know why that was just like, well, what's your, how many times do you have to wear it before you let someone borrow your dress? Like, she's just mad. She's Sandy's just mad. going. Yeah. She doesn't want Sandy to Rhonda go. Rhonda is not happy right now. She, and she's snapping. She, Rhonda has a very um, low tolerance for Sandy in this episode. It's very reminiscent of her friend, Teresa, where something yeah. is boiling under and she's, Uh, Rhonda's not expressing it, so it comes out in very passive-aggressive and snappy ways. All of these things with Rhonda could have made for a really interesting, developed character with interesting storylines, but they just never went there with her. And she just comes off looking like bitchy. Yeah. Because it's like, well, what's her struggle right now? Is she, If she's truly happy being an aerobics instructor like she told Teresa, why is she now mad at Sandy? Right. Do you know what I mean? And what's it, really going what's on? What's really going on here? So Sandy opens the door thinking it's the casting director, but it's a surprise party. It's everyone else at the apartment complex with balloons and champagne and food. And they're like, surprise, you got the part. And 
Sandy is like, oh my God, this is so sweet. Yeah. And she's like, but I have to go to my my party. My casting director is going to pick me up. And she's also embarrassed. She's really humiliated because she doesn't want her casting director to come to her door and see that there's a bunch of Mylar balloons from the grocery store in her apartment and that everybody's celebrating this, her getting this part. Right, because it's like she doesn't want him to think it's a big deal to her. She's always getting cast. She's trying to play the game. And this, <laughs> I'm sorry, this scene was insane. Because as soon as Sandy say, says this, the music gets very dramatic. And we flash, like there's like a very long... um like we cut to Matt's face and it stays on his face for a very long time. Yeah. And he looks devastated. I definitely, I actually paid close attention here because I feel like Sandy explained herself in a very good way. She said, I appreciate this from you. I just don't want him. Like, I feel like it was a reasonable expectation on Sandy's part. Yes. Like, she wasn't dunking on her friends. She was grateful and appreciative. And I also get her not wanting to see have the casting director come and see this huge celebration. Like, I get where she's coming from, and it's definitely an awkward thing. But Rhonda was immediately mad. Rhonda was fucking pissed. Like, Rhonda was just waiting to, like... Boil it. Like, this is something that's obviously like it wasn't just about this for Rhonda. This has been a resentment building. Totally. I mean, look, they're roommates. And sometimes that happens when you're you're roommates with someone. It's like you don't know what's going to set you off with that person. Right. And it could have been a long build. And we don't, and I'm sure Sandy's, uh, I mean, look, Sandy has done plenty of annoying shit. And Rhonda is finally like, you know what? Enough. I just think this group. They're constantly popping in with celebrations, yeah, which not everyone is in the mood for. Like, remember when Jake got his GED and they all popped in with graduation caps? <laughs> like, it's just like, or when the girls showed up at Matt's halfway house. Yeah, it's like I get, I get it, but they're trying to build this like camaraderie thing at the complex, and it's like, well, maybe sometimes you just want a little alone time. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, nobody has any boundaries. No, at this place, and everyone's very codependent. So. Sandy's like, I got to go to my party. And she's like, can can we get these balloons out of here? And Rhonda goes, oh, God, Sandy, just leave them. Yeah, she was like, "Say, pretend it's my birthday. She's fucking furious. (laughs) She's had it. We get sad guitar music, and then we get like a shot of Matt's face, and he just looks devastated. He doesn't, he's like, I don't understand. We're here to support. He he's like dumbfounded. This is the one Matt moment we get this whole episode. Yeah. Is Matt's face looking disappointed? They're like, we'll give him one close up. They get it's fine. That's all he gets. Back in Palm Springs, Billy's dad is at the table outside and he's smoking a cigar. And they're playing the saddest music Bach mute, like dun 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 dun. Like it's like it's gonna be a very special scene. Yeah. We knew it was coming. There's like a half-eaten birthday cake. <laughs> it wasn't even half eaten. It looked like uh, one big slice was taken yeah. out of it. That's the same cake they probably used for Sandy's scene. <laughs> yeah. And the dad is just like, Billy comes out and the dad is tells him that he's just very sad that Billy won't give him a chance. And he's like, I want you to have job security. Yeah. And you'll have that if you take this job at the furniture store. And yeah. Billy's like, I don't want that. I mean, no one's dream is job security. <laughs> he wants to, he's like, my dream is to be a fail son. Yeah. <laughs> and to be a struggling writer mm-hmm. and write all my greatest scripts on cocktail napkins. Yeah. I've already written five cocktail napkin scripts this week, Dad. That's one, of, not, one of them is bound to take off. I'm sending all of them in <laughs> to the top agencies. I'm mailing them to myself in an envelope to copyright them. <laughs> Um, and he's like, we made a deal. You'd give me a year and the, or the dad was like, it's been a year. Yeah. You got to come work at the furniture store. And then Billy just folds. He just folds. He's like, okay. I'm always like, it's always very difficult for me to relate to storylines about parental pressure as an adult. I just, I'm like, uh, you can simply say, no, I will never work there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I never, cause I was like, in my opinion, the parent pressuring you is at in the wrong. So if they get hurt, that's on them. Yeah. Uh, so these storylines I'm always just sort of frustrated with. I know it's a common problem for people. I just don't have it. So I'm always like, well, we'll just say no. Right. Or like, (laughs) 
Why are they pressuring you? I think, yeah, I think I'm like, I think, you know, one thing I was lucky about in my life is that both my parents are like very, like they're creative types. So they were always like, oh, you want to be a podcaster that says come yeah, a lot Great. and do that? Ha- fly free, my child. Yes. So I never ha- had that necessarily, but like, yeah. I don't know why Billy can't just be like, no, I don't want to work in a furniture store in the Valley, dad. Yeah. Like I'm 23 years old. Yes. He's still young. He's really young. And, but he says, yes. Later, everyone's going to bed. Everyone's in their PJs. Allison's in her robe that we love. And Billy is literally just in his red boxers. I was like, dude, He's the only person, he is the, he is dressed so sluttily. I was like, you can't sleep with your platonic friend in a bed who is very uncomfortable, right? To begin with. Yeah. Like that. And the parents of course think this is Billy's girlfriend. So they've made them a pullout bed for the two of them. Oh yeah. They're and like, fine. It's not like a family who's like, you guys have to be in separate rooms. They're like happy to have them sleep together yeah. in the living room where they'll walk by them in the morning. <laughs> Right. The dad comes out with his boner and his yeah. robe. <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. I'm just Don't making coffee. Keep you from <laughs> and um, Billy is, yeah, he's like lying there like a slut, like with his just like spread, like his, like, he's just like, oh, he just looks completely out of control. Very slutty in this scene. And Allison is like tugging her robe tight. She goes to sleep in her robe. Yeah. That's how uptight she is about sleeping next to Billy. Yeah. Um, I just don't understand why this one time Billy couldn't have put a shirt on. Just put a fucking t-shirt on. What's the big deal? I mean, <laughs> he knows Allison is a prude, period. Right. And she was very uncomfortable having to share a bed. Yeah. Like Allison was like, no, 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 no. We can have separate, we can sleep separately. <laughs> <laughs> right. And the parents but they insist. Yeah. And um, Billy is like irritated at Allison. He's like, you didn't come to my defense at dinner at all tonight. And I thought she did come to his defense. I mean, he's just put her in such an awful position. I can't take any of his criticism seriously. No. She says to him, she's like, why can't you just tell your father no? Exactly. And he's like, I don't want to break his heart. I, yeah. Next, at Melrose Place, we see Sandy stumble home drunk. This is a very unconvincing drunk. She's laughing like a lunatic over nothing. She just literally walks in. She's like, <laughs> I was like, did she get joker Like, what the hell happened at this party? And she's laughing and there's no one there. It's also like in this scene, the camera, like the scene starts before she decides she's drunk. It's so weird. And she just doesn't pull it off. Whatever she was going for. It's it, terrible. And this did not work for me. Jake, of course, opens the door and he's like, look who finally made it home. This place. <laughs> I just can't with them. Like, what is he doing, loser? Like, Because he's right by the entryway yeah. to the apartment complex. Yeah. So he hears everyone coming and going. And he's been waiting for Sandy. And she's like, oh, Jake, the party was fabulous. There was <laughs> champagne and fabulous people. It was wonderful. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And she's like, you never really believed I'd make it. Did you? And she's, okay, Sandy's clearly supposed to be falling down drunk. Yeah. But then this makes Jake very horny. He gets really horny by this. Yeah, because when she's like, when she's saying, you know, you never thought I'd be here, she gets all up in his face. and he's, A little close. Yeah, and he's like, you want to go for a midnight swim? <laughs> so, it's like, yeah, why would you take a drunk person for a midnight swim? That's bound to be bad. <laughs> like, it's not a good idea, Jake. And... She turns away and she goes, you had your chance, Jake. And then she laughs up the stairs. Yeah, she laughs up the stairs. Very weird. The next morning, Billy and Allison are back at Melrose Place and he's wearing a shirt and tie with very wet hair. Like he's gelled it after the shower. He's going to go work at the furniture store his first day. The very next day he's working. And Allison is wearing a maroon pantsuit with a denim shirt to work. Awful. A denim shirt <laughs> under a, like a awful. basic business pantsuit with a denim shirt. Where did this bitch shop? 
I don't even get that combo. You would never combine a denim shirt with like an office casual blazer and pants. I, like it was crazy. I can't. I can't. It just looked uncomfortable too. Billy's reluctantly going to work at the furniture store today. And we see him at the shop and he's helping a couple shop for couches. And his first line is, there's nothing like floral chintz. I have it all <laughs> over my place. Like he's trying to sell them on this floral couch uh, that yeah. looks like off-brand Laura Ashley. Yes. And if you watch this with subtitles, the guy in this couple that he's selling to, his character's called Yuppie Man. Ooh. And Yuppie Man's like, I don't know. And the and the and his like yuppie wife is like, what about, is this going to go with country pine? And he's like, everyone loves floral chintz. I was like, I think floral chintz would be fine with country pine. <laughs> country pine is so 90s, though. It's so 90s. Um, Billy's dad is watching Billy try to make this sale, and he's like, hmm, good, good. Yeah. He's like very impressed with his son's sales skills. And Billy goes to the back to get some more fabric for them to look at for their couch. And Billy's like, son, I'm very impressed with you. Mm. You're doing a fine job. You got the gift. It's in the jeans. <laughs> Billy's not happy, though. No. Okay, this is the best scene in the episode. Back at Melrose Place, Jane walks in the door, and she goes, Mmm, something smells yummy. And it's Michael. He's standing at the stove with a crutch, with one crutch, (laughs) and he's making dinner. And Jane says a very early 90s line. She says, Okay, Wolfgang Puck, what's on the menu? Very 90s. Now, he's... He's at the stove cooking with his crutch and his his foot is also in like a cast type thing. Yeah. So like he somehow broke his ankle <laughs> or foot. I don't know how he did that. Because they don't show the dresser falling over on him. No. It literally just hit him. But apparently this is the level of injury he got. He's severely injured. Severely. And he's like, I'm making fresh veggies and legumes. This is a very... Jane's going to be gassy. Yeah. Why would you give Jane so much? She's to- already pregnant. <laughs> now I guess he's trying to be healthy. Filling her up with beans and vegetables. Yeah. That's so much fiber. And not very Wolfgang Puck. <laughs> yeah. Michael Michael then is like, okay. And he, he picks up the pot and it's one of those big heavy stock pots. And he's like, all right, dinner's ready. And he's like carrying the pot. And I don't know how he manages this. <laughs> well, Jane's also is like, let, let me do it for you. Because he's trying to carry a pot that's very heavy with a crutch <laughs> under one arm. With Sorry. one leg. With one leg. So Jane, of course, is like, let me carry it. And he's like, no, 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 you're pregnant. It's like, dude, she's like two months pregnant. And look you at can you. still do things. Right. Like you're not completely hap- like helpless at that stage. Uh, but no, he's going to do it with his crutch. And he proceeds to spill the pot, and I don't know how he managed this, but in the process of spilling the pot, (laughs) he lights a kitchen towel on fire, and he's like, oh, oh. I think here's what happened. He he was holding one handle of the stock pot with a kitchen towel. When he dropped the pot, his hand that was holding the towel went over the open flame that he had not turned off, apparently. Why? Right? Why? Because how would the um, kitchen towel catch on fire for this I Love Lucy level comedy moment? No, it was out of control because <laughs> him spilling the pot was stupid enough. Right. And then when the thing lit on fire, I was like, what? Like, I was outraged during I this scene. Gasped. And it's not over there because no. then he slips and falls. Oh, yeah. He slips and falls and... He's on the ground going, oh, oh, like he's, he's like wailing. And Jane is like, oh my God, let me get some ice. And she's like in the freezer trying to get some ice. And he's on the floor going, oh, oh, honey, oh, honey, oh, oh, oh. And, and if you looked in the scene, did you see, there's veggies everywhere. Yeah. It is like sliced zucchinis. (laughs) They don't even look cooked. It looked terrible. He like, he made like some anemic ratatouille dish. It looked terrible. He should have just let her fucking pour the vegetables into the colander or whatever he was trying to do. I don't know what he was trying to do. Why would you try to carry a pot when you're on a crutch? I'm sorry. No one can do that. No, it's hard because you need your arm to hold the crutch in. 
It's just crazy. This is his fault. And no, I hope absolutely. She, I hope she was like, I don't care if you're on crutches. You clean that up. You get on the fucking floor. I'm not cleaning those zucchinis. <laughs> I would have been furious. There was vegetables everywhere. And I they're just like, I'm pregnant. <laughs> I can't get on the floor and clean. And Jane's like, I'll go pick up two quarter pounders. <sighs> she, just, that's what she wanted in the first place. Absolutely. And those two, I hope, for her, are for her. Yeah. She's like, and you can eat those vegetables. I'm getting two quarter pounders. They're for, for myself, <laughs> for me and the baby. <laughs> Billy comes home after a long, hard day at work, and Allison is already there. And she's like, How'd your first day go? And he's not happy. He didn't like his first day. No. And Allison's like, We got some mail from Ed McMahon. Also, a very topical joke. Yeah. <laughs> The next day, Sandy is running lines with Rhonda, and Rhonda is not amused. Rhonda does not want to be doing this. She's not supportive of this. And she tells Sandy, I think you're going to make a wonderful bloody corpse. And Sandy's like, Rhonda, what's gotten into you? And Rhonda's like, everyone in the building has noticed it. You have a swollen head. You're... (laughs) (laughs) And Sandy's like, everyone's just jealous. And no, they, the, the, Rhonda is so mean to her in this she's scene. She's so mean. And they get into a fight. And Sandy, at that point, is like, I'm just going to move out. And then Rhonda said, was, as Sandy's leaving, Rhonda says, yeah, we'll break a leg, baby. Yeah. And it's like, she really wanted her to break a leg. It was like showgirls. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on set, I don't know why this had to, why they couldn't go on lo- location for this. This is like a straight-to-video yeah. Horror film. Sandy is walking through Misty Woods. This is a very low budget movie. And the director, who is a woman, says, uh, like they cut and then they, they're going to do another take. And the director, who's a woman, says to the murderer who's supposed to murder Sandy, this time, when you go to stab her, I want you to rip open her blouse first, but do it one button at a time. Yeah, with a knife. And Sandy overhears this, and she's like, I, I, exposing myself is not in the script. I honestly never would have taken this for a Sandy move. <laughs> like She seems like she would have been fine with things. First of all, in this scene, Sandy is wearing what looks like a red bikini top. It's like the tiniest top I've ever seen. And she's wearing... Very small Daisy Dukes, like really like underwear. Yeah. And so it's already sort of um, a sexy part. It's a, It looks like a porn parody. It does. And Sandy doesn't want to do it. And the director is very rude to her. Absolutely. The I don't know what the director was trying to do, if she was trying to like lampoon the male gaze or if they just were like... I think they wanted to get some more TNA in. Because it's that low budget. The director was like, fine, I'm going to direct with the male gaze. Yes, because I'm not even 100% clear if she was going to be completely topless. It almost seemed like they were just exposing her bra. Because she had a bra underneath. So it was like popping the shirt over and a bra was there. And the bra was already kind of exposed. So it makes me think, was it more than that? But they they weren't very clear. Sandy doesn't want to do it. And the director's like, fine, well, we'll recast this and I'll just... Pick up the spot next week. There's a thousand blondes just itching to take your place. Like she's very mean to Sandy. She's very mean, but it's also accurate, right? Like, right. Like if you don't want to do this, that's how it is. We'll get some other idiot. Um, very yeah, awful. So Sandy reluctantly agrees. She does the scene, and it's not very horny for Sandy. Like she's not happy. This is not acting because this is the best acting she's done. Yeah. No, she's not happy. I'm actually shocked they used the take because she looked. She didn't look into it, so it was probably not that great. I don't know. I thought she did a good job for the scene because she's supposed to be scared. I guess. I, it's, it came off more her uncomfortable to me more than scared. Yeah. I don't know. The next day we see Sandy packing up her shit in the apartment, and Rhonda is like, Sandy, I didn't mean you had to move today. 
<laughs> I wrote here, I was like, why is Rhonda acting like they didn't have a huge fight where they were moving out? Rhonda has amnesia. This is like crazy. R- Rhonda's acting like everything's back to normal. No, Rhonda's acting like nothing happened. And it's so wild. And she's like, how'd the filming go? And Sandy's like, it was great. They have a very tense conversation. At the furniture shop, we see a woman bouncing on a couch in front of Billy. And that woman is the actress who played Seinfeld's mom oh. on Seinfeld. She's like in so much. That's where she looked familiar. Yeah. And she's like, it's a little spongy. And Billy's like, this is like the best synthetic fill you're going to find. And the lady's like, I've seen similar for much cheaper. And he's like, well, we have the best deals in LA. And she goes, on sale, everything in this store is on sale. Yeah. And then she's like, I think this is, I've never heard of this store. She's like, I think this is a scam. It's not a scam. It's like what people, stores do, right? Like mark things up and then mark them down. She, yeah, she's on to this store. And I like this moment for Billy because he's like, then go fucking buy it elsewhere, (laughs) bitch, you fucking dumb bitch. Like he goes off on her. This was like, I I was proud of Billy in this moment. Yeah. He snaps. He finally snaps and he finally grows a backbone. Yeah. And he said, I'd be happy if you walked out of here right now. This is the moment I hope for every person in, um, who has to deal with customers on a regular basis. Yeah. They finally get this moment where they tell one off. It, it feels great. Did you ever tell a customer off? Um, not as extreme as that, but I definitely, um, I went after them sometimes. Yeah. If they were in, like w- in ways, I got in trouble for it. Really? Yeah. But you can get in trouble for the most minor infraction. Right. <laughs> no, but this was like cathartic for Billy. Oh yeah, totally. He's like, get the fuck out of my store, you bitch. And the dad comes over. And the lady's like, you have very rude salespeople. Yeah. And she leaves. And this is a great (laughs) moment. Billy literally says, what a bitch. Yeah. And the dad starts scolding him. He's like, you can't call her a bitch. (laughs) God damn it, Billy. (laughs) Billy. Billy has had his last. He's like, that's his final straw. He's not saying, Billy calling a woman a bitch was cathartic for me almost. Because just, Billy doesn't call women bitches. No. This is not in his character. And this is the woman who drove him there, he, which is hilarious. It's, it's just some old bitty. Yeah, this was his final straw. And the dad is, is scolding him. He's like, you have to just suck it up, son. And Billy's like, I can't do this anymore. And he just leaves in the middle of the work day. Sandy is like leaving. She's still packing. She's like, I guess she's all packed now. She's leaving with her bags. And of course, Jake stops her and is like, whoa, 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 where are you going? He's like a little too aggressive with her, in my opinion. Like he was grabbing her arm as she was trying to go and like pulling her. Yeah. He's like, talk to me. And he's like, "Um, you're just going to leave all your friends in the dust. (laughs) I like how these people all think they're best friends forever or something like it's crazy. She starts crying and she tells Jake about shooting the movie mm-hmm. and it didn't go well. And she tells him about the scene. And Sandy has this realization that she's like sad about being a slut. Yeah. Or at least in this instance, she, she says, is. I'm more than just horny. Sometimes I don't want to always be horny. Yeah. She's got some thinking through to do. And. She doesn't know who she is. She's like, I got to run. And Jake's like, you can't just walk out of here. You'll, you can run, but your problems will always be there with you. He's like, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know totally. firsthand. At D&D, Billy shows up and he hops up onto Allison's desk, which is a very tall desk. And why does he walk into someone's place of business? Oh. <laughs> just act like he owns the place. He walks in, he walks in there like three times a week. And just like we'll pop up on the counter and like whatever. Bring shit to the office. He probably goes into the snack room (laughs) (laughs) and like gets drinks and shit. (laughs) Like Allison would have a talking to at some point about Billy, in my opinion. I bet Allison got got pulled into like her boss's office a few times like – you got to you can't we can't give away free snacks anymore or like yeah. they had like a general meeting with everybody in the office and like, they were vague about it no more 
<laughs> we're on a tight budget with office snacks. No more. <laughs> we can't feed your friends. Our kudos bars budget yeah. is very low. We can't be giving away kudos bars because you know Billy loves kudos. Oh, totally. Like that's his favorite snack. They were great. He, lo- he loves a peanut butter chocolate chip kudos. I miss the days of protein bars that were just candy. With yeah. Some granola. And that's what Billy loves. Yeah. Um, I bet Billy spilled Nature Valley granola bar like all over the place in that break room. Oh, yeah. He makes, he's like microwaving fish. Yeah. He doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> he probably is like, Allison, I brought you Chipino from this Italian place down the street. (laughs) So he plops up on her desk and this comedic timing was great. Allison immediately is like, Billy, get off my desk. (laughs) And he tells her that he can't work in the store. He's wearing a blazer that is so big. I I commented on that in my notes. The shoulders are like four feet wide. It's like he has football padding. (laughs) underneath it it's so weird to me yeah they were very wide i don't know if they were trying to be like it's not his he borrowed it from someone he looked like working girl yeah it was crazy this was nuts and allison's like i can't tell you what to do and then she's like answering phones and billy just slinks off that scene was pointless it was so pointless (laughs) yeah that night at jane and michael's michael is laid up on the couch he might as well have like a thermometer in his mouth and like a cross-hatched band-aid on his forehead. And, like, right. owie. Like that. I got he he's cartoon injured. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he totally looked cartoon injured. He's and, holding the little bottle with the X's on yes. it. <laughs> and Jane is pops her little head in and she goes, Pasta Mancini coming right up. I really wish we knew what pasta what mancini is. <laughs> I was gonna ask you, what do you think is in pasta mancini? I know there I know there's a bunch of ingredients in pasta mancini and there's one ingredient that is so wrong. And I was trying to figure out what that ingredient is and I think I think I figured it out. Wait, what? Tell me all the ingredients. Okay. In pasta mancini, I think it's it starts out normal. It starts out it's normal. It's like penne pasta, okay, with sun-dried tomatoes, mm. basil, but she uses dried basil, like the shape. Ugh, yeah, yeah, she uses dried basil, um, olive oil, Parmesan cheese, and corn. Corn? I bet that's the secret ingredient. <laughs> like she thinks that she's like, let's put some frozen corn in there. That's revolting. Don't you agree though? Um, I mean, I could see her secret ingredient also being dried basil. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like... She thinks that's an that's like a special ingredient or Italian seasoning. Italian seasoning, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. I like when people are like, "My secret ingredient, Italian seasoning." It's like they sell that in a container at the store. Yeah, like it's not a secret. It's not a secret. Anyone can, and it's like it's not good because you can get all those things separately, fresh. Right. Yeah. I don't need to buy onion chips basil and oregano, whatever Italian seasoning is. I don't even know. It's all dried herbs, right? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't know what pasta mancini is, but I was thinking it was more of um, a creamy sauce with some vegetables. So like mm. a primavera, but a creamy primavera. Oh, interesting. Uh, but it, we don't know. We didn't see it, right? We never saw it. And I wanted to. I was like, we should make it. We should. <laughs> if there was a Melrose Place cookbook, that would be incredible. <laughs> Here's what we need to do. We need to start taking notes on the things that they eat in Melrose Place so that we can make our own men- menu. Yes, let's do that. And we can get creative with it. No, I love, I love coming up with a pasta mancini and then we could post it on our Instagram. <laughs> right, here's the here's We'll the make official. a good thing. No corn though. No, we won't add corn. It'll be like, it can be a dated pasta. Yes, a dated pasta It'll be would a be good. dated pasta, but it won't be gross. So Michael's like, I don't have an appetite. And he doesn't, the reason he doesn't have an appetite is because he's worried about their baby, who I guess is a he. It seems that they're calling him a he. They keep calling the baby a he. And he's like, what if he doesn't like me? What if the dynamic changes? Yeah, the dynamic is going to change. You're having a son or a daughter or whatever. I'd also like to give Jane props because she finally is wearing a cute dress. I know. It's like one of those Mexican embroidered sort of house dresses that are super cute and she looks great in it. So it's finally something cute. She looks cute. Um, She's like, Michael, 
He's going to love you. And then they kiss. Next, we see Rhonda doing Pilates sit-ups. <laughs> and Sandy walks in and she's like, she's not going anywhere. She's moving back in. Yeah, if that's okay with so, you. So this is resolved. Yeah. They make up. And then Rhonda's like, let's go eat cake in the kitchen. Relatable. So relatable. They go eat cake in the kitchen. That's wrapped up. I liked, I do like when they're like, when Sandy's sort of like, I'm unbalanced. <laughs> like, that's why we get along. Right. Thanks for putting up with my unbalanced personality. Yeah, I'm unhinged. It's <laughs> like, okay. Glad I'm- you like it. Billy goes to the store that night when it's closed and he's knocking on the door. His dad opens it and he looks fucking dejected. And it's the very special um, sad music again. Yeah, the keyboard. The, the keyboard. sad keyboard. It's just like very, hey, dad. They have a little yeah. chat and Billy's like, I came here to tell you I have to start doing things my way. Mm-hmm. We get the episode title. Yeah. And to tell you that my life isn't about furniture. Mm. It's about writing. It's not <laughs> writing. <laughs> it's about writing shitty scripts. The dad isn't happy, and he's telling him, when your grandfather turned this store over to me, I wanted to turn it over to you. He's like, I guess I have to change the name. I don't know why he has to change the name. Why is he so worried about something? No one fucking cares. No one's going to ask or interrogate you. Where's the sun? Also, someone doesn't have to change their life because you made a sign. I actually have a friend who had a friend who I, I, I know, and he named, he had a business it was like a mobile, like, I don't remember what it, if it was plumbing or what the business, I forget what the business was, but he named his business Frank and Sons and he does not have sons. He just named it that because it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. No one's interrogating you about that. No, it's crazy. No one's going to be like, I mean, and even if someone did to be like, oh, this was my dad's place. Right. I'm the son. I'm the son. Yeah. It's still Frank's. Absolutely. I'm the son. Uh, or Campbell, still Campbell. Yeah. Anyway, Billy is like, sorry. They hug it out, but the dad is ultimately supportive. And he's like, I guess I have to change the name. Mm, Once could, I change it, there's no going back. And he just, belly leaves and he goes, has his Sanka in a palm Mall. <laughs> the dad does. The dad does. The dad, not Billy. No, not Billy, the dad. He just goes back into his little office and that Billy, smells. Billy eats Gummy worms on the car ride home. <laughs> I bet Billy eats a lot of gummy worms. He liked any new trendy cam- candy that came out. Like fruit by the foot. Fruit by the foot. Anything that was super sour. Yeah. Like he's like, I can take it. I bet Billy would like try and make Allison eat sour warheads with him. And she'd be like, Billy, I don't like these. And he'd be like, watch how many I can fit in my mouth. Right. Because Billy won't bungee jump, but his extreme <laughs> sport is really sour things. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Or like... I can take it. I can take... Watch how long I leave this in my mouth before it's too far. So I can't take it anymore. Or like, like when they go out to sushi and he's like, watch me eat this wasabi. And everyone's like, Billy, don't do that. And he's like, no, watch me do it. And then like for the next... And then dinner is ruined because for the next hour, Billy's eyes are watering and he's like coughing at the table. Right. Because his nose and is has burned. To, has to, <laughs> and everyone's like, Billy, you should just go home. He's like, no, I'm fine. It's like... You have to like leave your mouth a little open when you eat wasabi <laughs> to let the fumes escape sometimes because that thing can be painful. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Billy goes home. He comes home and Allison is grilling on the disgusting this grill. grill. <laughs> First Every- of all, knowing how inexpensive a Weber grill is, like they could all chip in five bucks and get a clean grill. This thing is a rusted cesspool like it is disgusting where do they even get this grill oh they got it from billy, billy's garage billy but it's like <laughs> there's no reason you would want to cook on that thing it's, it's so dirty gross. and disgusting it's one of those grills no matter how much you clean it it's just beyond hope it's literally has holes in it yeah so it doesn't even seem safe to use it looks like one of the legs is missing like it always looks lopsided no it's insane anyway they have like a dumb little fucking sitcom fade out scene right. where Allison's like, no, we got to tell your parents that we're not a couple. And Billy's like, oh, well, after the something this summer. The houseboat. Yeah, the houseboat. And then it's like, a boom, ba dee, ba dee, ba dee. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a funky yeah. guitar. It's, it's like, a ba dee, 
It sounds like a rip off the Seinfeld theme. As it fades, yeah. And it's like where that sitcom thing where you hear them still arguing in the background, but it gets quieter as the music. As the camera pans out, and you just hear Billy, Billy, Allison. There's like incidental talking, but it's not important anymore. Yeah, it's so. I was like, what am I? What is? What am I watching? Anyway, that's the end of my way. Dreadful. Just dreadful. Yeah. It's yeah. I'm I'm happy Sandy got a storyline and it 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 is the most interesting storyline she's had by far. Until next week. <laughs> Until next week, of course. All right. That's it for this episode. We'll see you for episode eight. Lonely Hearts. Bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.